Every day in the nice little Canadian town of Beaver Mount, Ontario is pretty much the same. Folks are polite, there's a hockey game that evening, and someone gets brutally murdered. Sorry About the Murder, a very Canadian murder mystery podcast. New episodes weekly. Listen to season one now by typing Sorry About the Murder into your favorite podcast app. Ah, ben là! Yeah, from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto. One, two, Yes. And Mocha. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. Chain Smokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My, my boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. I Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. If you've been listening to the Roz and Mocha Show long enough, you know that our very own Dan and Maury uh, reads a ton of commercials. Mm. And if you listen to the radio station a lot, you hear Dan and Maury's voice outside of the Roz and Mocha Show a lot. <laughs> yeah, and the greatest thing about David Moore reading off commercials are the outtakes, <laughs> because what you hear the end product is usually like minutes and minutes and minutes and minutes and minutes of reading <laughs> the script over and over yeah. and over again, and we've got like a ton of examples yeah. of what those voice sessions are like. And the reason why I bring this up is because we have a new one. Oh no! When David Moore was reading for, I believe McDonald's. Last week. What happened? So, before we get to that, though, let's okay. run through... Some of the greatest hits. And you'll also enjoy a $5 coupon for a visit in January. Wild quantities last. Wild quantities... Wild quantities last. Wild quantity... <laughs> Wild quantities last... <laughs> they can't say quantities. Also, January was a little suspect as well. Roll, roll that one back to the beginning. And you'll also enjoy a $5 coupon for a visit in January while quantities last. <laughs> January. Yeah, and then there was this one for America's Got Talent. It's America's Got Talent Night on City. Don't miss another round of auditions and draw. Don't miss another round of audi- auditions. <laughs> Don't miss another round of auditions and draw-jopping performances. <laughs> Don't miss another round of auditions. <laughs> <laughs> and one of my favorites is when Dan Mori cannot say uh, Dixie Mitsubishi. Oh, right. No, this is not a curling commercial, but you really do need to hurry into Dixie Mitsubishi to... But you really do need to hurry into Dixie Mitsubishi to... Mitz. Mitz, Mitz, Mitz. Like mitts on your mitts on your arm. <laughs> no, this is not a curling commercial, but you really do need to hurry into Dixie Mitsubishi. Wow, still after all that, huh? So what happened last week is not what Maury said. It's actually oh. what happened in the voice booth. Oh. Listen to this. Enter to win prizes. Enjoy weekend only offers like three dollars. Uh oh, I need to run. My oh. nose is bleeding. Oh. <laughs> I have a bleeding nose. <laughs> I'll be right back. Uh, I have Kleenexes if that helps. Okay. Yes. I, I do have to point out that this is a first for me. I've never <laughs> and had. me. And me. <laughs> oh my god. I'm gonna take a selfie. <laughs> Ready? Here we go. I'm just gonna do this. 
Okay. <laughs> Why did you get a come in here, man? Why did your nose start bleeding? What were you doing? I was reading the commercial and I felt that my nose was starting to run. Yeah. yeah. So I just dabbled a little bit underneath. And dabbed, was, not dabbled. <laughs> and it was my hand was then covered in blood. I just oh. it just started bleeding. Do you get nosebleeds often at all? All or? the time. Oh, you do. I, well, I mean, usually when I pick it. Right. Oh, gross. <laughs> Were you picking it right before you went Ew. in there? No, this was just a what, like a, an off what moment. What do you do with it at work when you pick oh, it? Oh, that's so gross, dude. Oh, top of my underwear. Excuse me? Top Sorry, of my what? underwear. Excuse me. What? Top of my underwear. Excuse me, you put your boogers in the top of your underwear like it's a tiny little change pouch? <laughs> okay, hold on here. Pause Wait. Breath. Are we talking about the same underwear that you don't change for five to seven days a week? You're wiping your, your boogers on? Yeah. Okay, hold on here. Show show me right now. It, this is like, a brand new pair from this morning. No, like, no, no, but but just like let's just run okay. run through like, your I'll procedure. Go like this. Okay, you'll pick your nose. So your oh fingers God, right up your so nose gross. right now. Let's Dude. say you get something. And, and let's say you get something. Go like it looks this. like you're scratching your brain, your and fingers he, so far up there. Well, I also pick backwards. And he lifts up his <sighs> the front of his shirt because his boxer just... shorts are above his jeans. Oh and then you rub it on the top of your boxer shorts, right in the front there. Yeah. You may actually be the most disgusting human being I know. <laughs> that is so gross, dude. But you still love me. No, 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 no. no. So you, I, oh. Who, when, how, this to me but seems then home, something. Then if I'm not wearing underwear, then it just goes in the pajamas. Okay, okay. This oh. to me seems <laughs> something that you've been doing your whole life. <laughs> this is the kind of thing that you don't pick up as an adult. How, how long in your life have you been rubbing your boogers on your underpants? I guess since I was like, had underpants. Right. Like we're talking after, after diapers. Right. Because that, this isn't something that you learn as a grown up. This is something that to me sounds like was carried over from youth which is you pick your nose and you put the booger on your underwear <laughs> I'm not the only one that does that because I may think, actually <laughs> throw up guys honestly it's just boogers that was like a friend of mine who when he was a grown man almost 30 years old before he found out not everybody wiped their butt standing up <laughs> He lived his whole life. He lived his whole what? life. He lived his whole life thinking that everybody everybody wiped their butt standing up. Get and then I told him one day, I'm like, I don't want my butt standing up. And he's like, what are you talking about? Who taught you how to wipe your butt? And then he found out it was only him. I wiped <laughs> my butt standing. So weird. Oh, so Tamamori, Mori, you are so gross, dude. Shyana on Twitter, at Kiss925, Tamamori, Mori, you've taken things to a whole new low. Thank you. I want to bathe in Lysol just listening to that segment. Hashtag <laughs> nose picker. Hashtag I just threw up in my mouth. Hashtag you're a grown ass man. <laughs> I think, you know, sometimes you, you run out and get coffee for everybody and it's really, really nice and I appreciate it. But if you're ever going to do that anymore moving forward, please yeah, wear gloves. Wear gloves. Because <laughs> I won't even drink out of the cup. If you bring it back, and I just hand- save three bucks. <laughs> you just save three bucks for oh. it. You're right. Hey, it's Razamoka. Underwear booger thing is absolutely disgusting. I honestly almost puked in my car. Yeah, it's and gross. I have to say, he is the luckiest man, one of the luckiest men in the world, to do that and have Matthew and <laughs> Matthew to love him and be with him yeah. when he does. Wait, that? Maury, what does Matthew say about the dried up boogers that's covering your the top of your boxers? I mean, he, like, it's the same thing. Like, he's like, we don't wipe our boogers on our pants. 
or if I'm chewing on my finger, we don't eat our limbs. Right. So the fact that you go five days without changing your underwear is disgusting enough as it is. I can't wrap my brain around that. My dad? Right. But then that you wipe your boogers on it on top of that? that, That's disgusting. Oh, God. It's disgusting. Yeah, you're gross. You're so gross. You're so, so gross. What do you, so why on your clothes, though? Why not just, like, flick it on the floor or do something? Well, I stopped from something. putting it under tables. Like I used to put it under tables? Like gum? <laughs> not here at work, right? No, but, I, like, I like th- this is so that I don't. Is there a booger in, on the underside of your desk in there? If Mocha went and looked right now, would he find a booger? He, maybe. Mocha, grab your flashlight on your phone. No. Yeah, oh, you have to. You oh, have do to. I have to? Yeah, you do. It's better on the underside of his desk than on his underwear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mocha's in there now with his flashlight. Okay, oh. he's under the desk. Any boogers? <laughs> I stand by my statement where, David Moore, you are the most disgusting human being I've ever met in my entire life. There's like four under there. Oh, God. Oh, my God. The disrespect is real. At work. Oh. At work. I'd rather you stick it on your undies, bro. <laughs> See? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, do that. Fair enough. Hey. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So everybody freaked out when Blake Lively stopped following Ryan Reynolds on Instagram. Oh, yeah. What happened? Well, because they thought that they were going to break up. But I guess Blake Lively just cleared her Instagram to do something to promote a movie is, oh. what, she, is what she was doing. So just unfollow everybody? Yeah. And took all her pictures. That's crazy. But uh, it was 10 years ago. So it was back in 2008 when Scarlett Johansson and Ryan Reynolds announced that they were engaged. Was this before he married Alanis Morissette or after he married Alanis Morissette? I didn't even know that he was with Alanis Morissette. That's crazy, right? You forget that. You forget that Ryan Reynolds was with Alanis Morissette, too. I forgot that Ryan Reynolds was with Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. I interviewed Scarlett Johansson um, for entertainment tonight and at that time and she was they had just announced that they were going to get engaged or that they were going to get married and i had said in the interview i was just goofing around with her and i was like you know ryan is like canadian royalty and she was like oh what does that make me do i get something for it yeah and then i was like and I was like, yeah, you could get like a crown. And she was like, oh, cool. And I go, but it'd probably made out of like beaver or moose or something like that. <laughs> and and it was funny. She laughed and whatever. But that interview that I did with her got picked up all over the world and it got lost in translation. And you can find these articles right now. Google Scarlett Johansson beaver crown. Okay. And you can find the articles. And what happened was, is that when it was translated and then retranslated, Scarlet. was it before or after, Maury? This was after Alanis Morissette. This was after Alanis Morissette. Johansson. What is it? Um, Beaver. Beaver Crown. Beaver. And then so what happened was is that they took it seriously and then all these articles started popping up all over the world saying that Scarlett Johansson was going to marry Canadian Ryan Reynolds and wear a beaver crown. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. (laughs) Okay. So from ChinaDaily.com. Yeah. This is the first line in the article, okay? Yeah, okay? yeah. Scarlett Johansson is set to wear a beaver crown when she marries <laughs> Canadian actor Ryan Reynolds. Get out! <laughs> I'm not even joking. Oh my God, this is all yeah. because of you. Yeah. Hold on, let me find another one here. What's this one? Yeah. Not even joking. Uh, oh, this one's from People. Okay. Very reputable. Yeah. August 5th, 2008. 
I'm very I think people excited. got it right. I think people got it right. Uh, had a wonderful time in Canada. Lovely country. Oh, yeah, here. It says right here. When jokingly told Thank you. by ET Canada's Ross Weston that Reynolds uh, is a prince, jo- uh, Johansson <laughs> replied, wow, that's fantastic. Do I get anything? Weston quipped that Johansson may receive a crown, quote, made out of beaver or possibly moose. Right. <laughs> So hold on. So people got it right. So people got it right. China Daily didn't. China Daily did not. Uh, but I'm telling you, this was everywhere, dude. Here, there's another one from the UK. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And it's, it starts. This is how it starts. Yeah. Just like ChinaDaily.com. This website in the UK, Scarlett Johansson is set to wear a beaver crown when she marries Canadian actor Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. <gasps> Uh, yeah. Johansson, uh, considering paying homage to Ryan's <laughs> home country by incorporating a beaver, a beaver, <laughs> the national animal of Canada into her wedding outfit. Oh my God. Dude. Uh, yeah. 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 She's considering, uh, incorporating a beaver into her wedding. Scarlett outfit. also revealed she can't wait to tie the knot because she is desperate to become an honorary citizen of Ryan's home country. <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird. And people are like photoshopping, like in those articles, yeah. people are photoshopping beavers on top of her head. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, it was crazy. It and was crazy. the early days of Photoshop too. So yeah. it probably looked bad, <laughs> but it went around the world, around the world. All because people, of the joke that you made. Yeah. But around the world, people thought that like we have a ceremony here in Canada, like it's traditional to wear a beaver crown. Could you imagine? <laughs> Again, Scarlett Johansson is said to wear a beaver crown when she marries Canadian actor Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, it was a crazy time. <laughs> See, that's 10 years ago, right? The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. The French president, Emmanuel Marcon, mm-hmm. is in Australia hanging out with the uh, prime minister, Malcolm Turnbull. And they do that thing where there's a lot of press. They're each at podiums. It's outside. It's beautiful. Yeah. And then uh, they just go to say some closing remarks to each other. Uh, Mr. President, thank you for uh, visiting Australia. And then he's like, Mr. Prime Minister, thank you. And also your wife for having me. But it's at this point where the French French president, whether he meant to or not, uh, called the Australian prime minister's wife delicious. What? The French community in Sydney who will be waiting for you with anticipation and joy, I know. For the French gastronomy, the French winery, but I wanted to thank you for your welcome, thank you and your delicious wife for your warm welcome, <laughs> the perfect organization of this trip. Thanks to you and Lucy. Thank you very much. Yeah. You no, think, you I think, don't know what he was trying to say. Do you think he meant to say, like, he wanted to say, like, delicious wine? No, he said, no, he meant to say wife, but but I think that he, <laughs> he I don't know what he was saying. Like, I don't no. know what he was saying. How do you call next man's wife delicious in public? Like <laughs> in public. And then, and then the Prime Minister of Australia had to just go over and shake his hand like they're best friends all of a sudden. How do you talk about my wife like that in front of the press? Well, I got to hear that again. The French community in Sydney who will be waiting for you with anticipation and joy, I know. For the French gastronomy, the French winery, but I wanted to thank you for your welcome, thank you and your delicious wife for your warm welcome. Perfect organization of this trip. Thanks to you, Lucy. Thank you very much, Mr. Prime Minister. Maybe he did mean wine. I don't know. But you can't just go around calling another man's wife delicious in public. <laughs> that's a very, that 
That is so funny, dude. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. The early booking promotion with Air Transat is happening right now, and you got lots of time to save big because this runs until June 30th. Yeah, and if you want to book your package, I know we're getting into summer and nobody wants to think about winter, but this is when you really want to start because we're all going to be kicking ourselves that we didn't book something. So this is for travel between November 1st and April 30th, 2019. You benefit from the price drop guarantee. The option to change your travel dates 21 days before departure that's me because I'm so busy. I'm like, I, I can't commit to something that long term because what if I'm in Hollywood starring in movies at that time? Uh-huh. Well, they give, well, listen, don't travel uh-huh. my dreams. They give you that option. <laughs> 21 days, 21 days before travel, you can change your plans, okay? And if you book a luxury or distinction collection package, you will be upgraded to option plus, which is fantastic. It's the best time to book. Go to transat.com for more info. All right. Uh, let's take a phone call. Hi, Razamoka. Hey, Razamoka. What's happening, buddy? What's what up, on? yo? Nothing much, man. It's Papa John, buddy. Papa John. What's going on? What's happening? What's happening, guys? Yo, yes. why, do they, why do they call you Papa John? Or is that a nickname that you gave yourself? That name stuck on me in high school. Yeah. And then when I got older and I had three boys, everybody started calling me Papa John. I right? Like that. So it kind of like now, stuck with me. Now, back in yeah. high school... Did the, yeah. did your did your guy friends give you the nickname Papa John, or did the ladies give you the nickname Papa John? Well, well, I have to say that um, a couple of ladies started calling me Papa John first, then my boys that gave me that name. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> did you have a nickname, Ross? Yeah. What's that? Did you have a nickname? Oh, I had tons of nicknames. Rosy? No, 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 no. I had tons of nicknames. Uh, two stroke. Uh, <laughs> Get out of here Yeah, because I was like a machine I was like an engine Isn't uh, that what that means? <laughs> I always took it that way That I was like a That I was like a, an engine Uh-huh Yeah, no? yeah, yeah Let's go with that Okay Let's go with that Oh, never mind I was really, I was really proud of that nickname My whole <laughs> any, life any, any other names? <laughs> no oh. um, So, two-stroke uh, Two-stroke I'm Papa John <laughs> No, I thought it was like a well-oiled machine. Like, uh-huh. that was just... Okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah, um, let's go with that. Okay, uh, Papa John, what do you want to say? Yeah, well, it was my birthday yesterday. I hit the big four-zero club last night. All right, there you well, go. Well, yeah, yo, happy birthday, Doc. Happy birthday, bro. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, guys. So, that's all I wanted to say. Have a great day, too, man. Yeah, oh, right yeah. All right, cool. Thanks, man. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Can you talk me through this new Kanye track? God. <laughs> It's Kiss 92.5, Razamoka, by the way. Yeah. Uh, which one? Yay versus the people or the whoopity boop part? The whoopity boop part. Is it the same song or did he release no, two songs? Two songs two on songs. his website. Okay. KanyeWest.com. And this one... Whoopity poop. It threw me for a loop. Okay. When I first heard it, I was like... Okay, I understand the production because this is a typical Kanye production. Yeah. Where's Kanye? And then partway through the song, he comes in and he's all like, oh, get ready for it. Classic verse. I got it coming up for you. Yeah. This is it. This is it. He's like, wait till I drop these bars. And then next thing you know, the hang But they don't really realize, though. This next verse. This next verse, though. He's setting it up, right? Yeah. Whoopy dee scoop, scoop dee dee whoop, whoop dee scoop dee poop, poop dee scoop dee scoop dee whoop, whoopy dee scoop whoop poop, poop dee dee whoop scoop, poop, poop. Come on, he's trolling. Scoop dee dee whoop, 
Whoop dee dee scoop. Whoop dee dee scoop poop. Okay, he's trolling. Has to be. Right? That is the only explanation I can come up with in my mind. He has but to But no be joke, trolling. all weekend in my head, I was just all about whoop dee scoop. Okay, maybe he's not trolling. Maybe he's onto something. But there is no flipping way. There's no way that's like, is he trolling? I don't know enough about that. I, I would like to think that he's trolling, but like 90% inside of me is saying that's Kanye being Kanye and he was legit serious right. when he got in that booth and started spitting. Whoop-dee-scoop. Scoop-dee-dee-whoop. Whoop-dee-scoop-dee-poop. Poop-dee-scoop-dee-scoop-dee-whoop. Whoop-dee-scoop-whoop-poop. Poop-dee-dee-whoop-scoop. Poop. Scoop-dee-dee-whoop. Whoop-dee-dee-scoop. Whoop-dee-dee-scoop-poop. So... Yeah, and I know that Kanye also tweeted out or put on Instagram a picture of his mom's plastic surgeon. Did you see this? Yeah, and he said it was supposed to be like the... Uh, his album cover. The album so, cover, right? That's yeah, weird, so man. he has a picture of the man who is operating on Kanye's mom. So Kanye that says this. Let me read this to you here. Uh, he says that he wants his new album cover to feature the face of Dr. Jan Adams, or Yan Adams, the plastic surgeon who operated on Kanye's mother, Donda West, just one day before she died. Mm. This is my album cover. This is the plastic surgeon, Yan Adams, he says. The person who performed my mom's final surgery. Do you have any title ideas, is what he posted. Uh, and then Kanye wrote to a friend in a screenshot. So that's what he had had up on there. And he goes, I want to forgive and stop hating. Then Kanye's mom died in 2007 yeah. uh, after undergoing a tummy tuck, liposuction, breast reduction. And then this doctor, he was found not responsible for her death after an autopsy revealed that Kanye's mom had a pre-existing heart condition. But he did have to give up his medical license a year and a half later due to unrelated alcohol-related offenses. Wow. So, like, I don't know what the hell's going on with Kanye. Like, I wonder. I do I do fully imagine that he holds this doctor responsible. You, It would be impossible to not hold a doctor somewhat oh, yeah. responsible. Even if they found out after an autopsy, everything else, he was still the guy doing the work, right? He was still the guy. You would, in your heart, hold him responsible, regardless of how many times somebody said that it was not this guy's fault. You just would. That's being human. Um, but to put him on the album cover. Okay. Crazy theory here. Yeah. What if... Kanye's kids were at the studio during the recording of this song, Lift Yourself. Right. And Kanye was playfully just throwing just dumb words out that you always do to kids. Right? And it was recording at the same time and he heard it and he was like, oh damn, that's actually fire. Let me put a beat behind it. Boopy dee scoop. Scoop dee dee whoop. Whoop dee scoop dee What if he was just like messing around with his kids, right? Scoop to entertain them. Whoopie dee scoop be Poop dee dee whoop scoop. And he was like, yo, if I put a beat behind this, scoop dee dee whoop. The internet's gonna go nuts. Whoop dee dee scoop. He says poop. Whoop dee dee scoop poop. I don't know, man. Are we playing that song on the show yet or no? What? We're not playing the whole thing? Whoop dee dee poop. I don't know, man. I don't know. 
the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Ron Howard, who's directing the, uh, directed Solo, the new Star Wars movie. If you're younger, you don't know the sort of history of Ron Howard, but he was an actor for years, Happy Days, everything else. He's directed a ton of movies. Uh, but he's also the, the, the voice, I guess, what is he, the narrator, Maury? Is that what it is? Oh, Maury, you're a voiceover expert. Come on in here, please. Um, he was also the narrator for Arrested Development. I did not so know that. That means that you would narrate what you're seeing on the screen as though you're a voice person. Right. So he. So Roz right now is talking about Arrested no, Development. No, no, he would, he would set stuff up. Right. Roz is now talking about setting stuff up on Arrested Development. Roz, say, say Roz regrets inviting Maury into the conversation. Roz regrets inviting Maury <laughs> into the conversation. So anyway, Mocha, as I was saying, <laughs> that's what he would do on Arrested uh, Development, right? Uh, that's yes. what he would do. But so here's a clip of Ron Howard uh, narrating uh, Arrested Development. The family continued to chant, speech, 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 for no one in particular. Oh, okay. 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 So that's sure. Ron Howard. Yeah. I did uh, not know that. Yeah. And, no it's, idea. and people loved Ron Howard uh, doing that on Arrested Development. But Ron Howard has turned around, and I guess it was a StarWars.com. Is that where they did this? Yes, yeah, Star Wars, Star Wars is YouTube channel. Star Wars YouTube channel. Um, and what he did is he narrated Star Wars the same way that he did Arrested Development. No, he didn't. Yeah. yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. So listen to this. Meet Darth Vader. <laughs> He's upset because his daughter, Princess Leia, stole his secret plans. I want to know what happened to the plans. I don't know what you're talking about. She actually did. Fortunately, Leia's droids landed in the backyard of Luke Skywalker, who found her secret message. Who is she? She's beautiful. She's his sister. Curious for answers about the message and the girl, Luke finds Obi-Wan in the desert. Don't seem to remember ever owning a droid. From a certain point of view, Obi-Wan was lying. Artu! Artu! Wow! Back home, Obi-Wan tells Luke about a religious cult he and Luke's father belong to. <laughs> well... He was a good friend. Well... <laughs> Hoping to meet his mystery girl, Luke followed Obi-Wan to find a ride across the galaxy. Not with him, but with this guy. You've never heard of the Millennium Falcon? It's a ship that made the Kessel run in less than 12 parsecs. Hey, that would make an interesting movie. Go see Solo, a Star Wars story, only in theaters May 25th. Uh, can I tell you that that yeah, is freaking brilliant? Right? And yeah. I've never watched Arrested Development, but that just sounds never hilarious. You never watched Arrested Did you watch Arrested Development, Mike? A few episodes, yeah. yeah it's but funny. Did you watch the reboot on Netflix no. that they did? No, 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 no. Yeah, I didn't mind that show, but uh, but no, that's so funny, man. That, that is brilliant. Very funny. Yeah. Whoever put that together or even came up with the idea to ask Ron Howard to voice yeah. that, and they pick like the right clips, too. That is fantastic. Wow. Both Roz and Mocha thought it was hilarious. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. Uh, let's talk about lying real quick. Oh. Look at that. Damn, more sprints in here. here. I know. The floor shook. <laughs> you you need me. You really need me. <laughs> You're going to be an expert on anything. Just know your expertise. Uh, how often do you lie was the question in a brand new poll. 27% of people in a new survey claimed that they never lie. That's a lie. Yeah, Thank for you. Sure that's a lie. Another 18% that they lie about once a year. Again, lie. 14% every couple of months. 18% eh, a couple times a month. 11 said multiple times a week. 6% said once a day. And another 6% said several times a day. Mm. That to me is the most accurate. The six percent? Yeah, like once a day. 
I'm trying to remember if I lied. Like, we're talking lies, right? Like, like just anything where you are just not telling the truth. It doesn't have to be malicious. You're not hiding something necessarily that's going to hurt somebody. You're not stealing. Nobody's going to be worse off, but it's just a lie. You just didn't tell the truth. You had an opportunity to tell oh, the truth. okay. And you just didn't tell the truth. So, I think, like, on Saturday, I think I put something in the garbage that should have gone in the recycling. And yeah. I said that I put it in the recycling. Right. To who, Jenna? Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe. Yeah. That was probably the last right. time. Yeah. Like I'm, Saturday? Like, I'm sorry. If you have a kid and you're giving your kid uh, little bits of chicken and you feel that the kid has had enough and then you know the kid wants more and you go, I'm sorry, it's all gone. Yeah. That's a lie. Like, we're talking lies. Lies are lies are lies. Like when I went for seconds for dinner last night and said I didn't. Right. Lies. <laughs> yes, that is a lie. So there's no way 27% of people said that they never lie. Yeah, that's wrong. That's very it, wrong. It's, it's impossible to get through life without doing those little things. Yeah. Or right? like if you show up late somewhere. Yes. And someone says, like, uh, why were you late? Oh, man, I had a little bit of traffic. No, no, no. Yeah. Uber, Meanwhile, you really right? left late. U- yes. Uber went the wrong way. Uber, went the, Uber, Uber went, the went the wrong way. Yeah. Gardner's a mess. All yeah. this stuff. You know, you go, you pull into a parking garage that, you know, or uh, something where there's a flat rate. And tell me you don't look at the guy and go, God, is there anything we could do? I'm only going to be a half hour. Yeah. Like, I know I'm you not going to be oh, here the whole dude, day. I was at a Six parking, hours later. Right? I was at a parking garage, and I put the thing through, and it said insufficient funds, but he didn't look. He's like, okay, you're good to go. Yes. I raced out of that parking garage right. so damn okay. fast. Okay, again, lies are lies are lies. Yeah. Um, so, and I guess today is National Honesty Day. Oh, damn. Yeah, so. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. Uh, so, Maury, Maury's an expert liar. Honestly. <laughs> That's probably the only honest thing that you've ever said. Uh, Maury's about to, to to blow his cover here. This is like Batman showing you everything he's got in the tool belt. Oh, it's not a tool belt. What's it called? A utility. utility belt. Thank you. Uh, Maury, what's the best way to get out of a family dinner or event? Okay, so And these don't necessarily have to be like a last minute thing. This could be something that you were invited to eons ago that you said yes to. You've already the, booked the, a trip to Niagara on the Lake. Uh, no, no, no. Oh. Oh, right? wow. Like, right. Sorry. I'm already oh. like, I'm sorry. We're already, we're going to be gone. Oh. Our, our, now the key is if you're going to say something like that, you cannot post anything on social media. You need to remember right. that you're in Niagara on the Lake. So you can't post something with the CN Tower in the background right. from downtown Toronto. Make make sure you know what you're doing. Right. I have a funny feeling that Maury has a folder on his phone of pictures that are just him in various different places and weights. that he's been, and you just wait to post them. And different weights, so like I have to match how I look now, too. Oh, right, because you think that you look different than you did then? Uh, was it a thinner Maury? Are we talking about a now Maury? When was the thinner Maury? <laughs> yeah, I like to meet that guy. <laughs> like, you, you, it, Maury, if you're going to lie and say that you're busy, you can't post a picture of yourself on Instagram when you're 12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Queen Street West on a beautiful day. It's so great. 1985. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Ross and Mocha Show podcast. We were just talking about lying a little while ago. Hey, Mark, come back in here, please. Did you ever settle up that debt with that bar you walked out on? No. <laughs> so here's what happened, Mocha. So I went to uh, I went to like a, a party. And a staff party of another company. Right. And uh, I opened up a, a debit tab at the bar. And I'm like, dude, I got you. I So I don't have any cash. Just why don't we just... How do you open a debit tab? What does that explain that Basically, process? at the end of it, he just tells me what I owe. And I'll just pay the debit, but, right? Like, I'm going to just keep keep a stack of the receipts. But you didn't open a tab it. because you didn't give him a card. Right. So I just said, keep a stack of receipts and I'll just pay that at the end. I had full intentions of doing so. But then I just got dancing. I started drinking. And then I wanted to ghost and just leave, right? Yeah. And so I did. I just left. And then 
when I got home, I was like, oh no, I and, forgot to pay. But did you, have you contacted them? I wrote saying, oh my God, I'm so sorry. How much do I owe you? They told me how much I owe. And yeah. then I moved on with my life. <laughs> Wait, but they told you how much you owe. Did you pay? Uh, no, I got, no. I got sidetracked. With what? Life. <laughs> do you have any intention of paying? Yeah, but I just keep forgetting because it's like, you know, other things but come up. But now that you remember. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've reminded you. I remind you of this every couple of days. I ask you if you've settled that tab. Yeah, I'm just going to send like no. an e-transfer and then like I'm like, oh, something shiny. And I walk over there and I completely forget. I'm so obsessed now with just paying people and overpaying for things. I was at a, yeah. I was ordering something the other day where literally I, I had to do all the work. It was almost like a salad bar situation where yeah. not only did nobody present me with a menu, not, you didn't serve me food. You, I had, to, I got everything myself. Like I did everything myself. And then the only other person, human, that I interacted with was the person who was at the cash machine, right? That yeah. you go and pay. Yeah. And I still tip them. Yeah. See? Yeah. But but I guess yeah. Because if the prompt if the if the prompt comes up. Yeah, I I get so just nervous that I'm gonna hit no, and then somebody's gonna judge you, judge me, and yeah. and, and narc on me, and put it on social, and, and like it's not like yeah you did is all the work, it though? but they prepared that salad. Yeah, but is it going to them though? But then what That's is the tip for? The but what is the tip for? If the tip is not for somebody going above and beyond. Right. And I don't mean above and beyond as in you have to be spectacular, but just we all know when we give a tip. But what is the line when you're in with the service industry of where water? of where they're asking for a tip is an over is an overstep. And, and I'm not getting down on people who are making minimum wage and all that stuff. I'm not doing that. I'm just saying, is there a line like how little does somebody have to do before the tip percentage option on the debit machine comes up where you're kind of like, really? See, when I'm alone, I always tip 15%, but when I'm with Matthew, he makes me tip 18% just because I'm cheap. Oh, dude, I have to tip 20%. I'm, I'm, I'm terrified somebody's going to call me cheap if I, oh, if I, I always tip, tip 15 I'm used to being called cheap, so it doesn't bother Fair me. Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when are you going to pay that bar tab? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll try you today. You should pay it right now. Yeah, go get your phone. Pay it right now. Fine. Do you have their email? You're uh, not going to no. pay it right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's too early. <laughs> He's like, oh no, look at my phone. It's frozen. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, it's Roz and Mocha. I'm Tiffany, and today is my mom's 58th birthday. I was just wondering if you guys can sing for her, please. What are you guys doing to celebrate? Um, Today we're going to go to my brother's house, uh-huh. and I think we're going to order Chinese. Oh, what? yeah. But I got her, she, she's been begging for a charmed aroma candle, so I got her her charmed aroma candle. Yeah. And we stayed up last night for her to open it at 12, but I left her a little surprise from our dog. She's got a, another present, a nice little necklace. Wait, charm. when you say you left her a surprise from the dog, like the dog pooped in the front... <laughs> In the front yard and like you didn't pick it up? <laughs> That's usually what that means. <laughs> Surprise! Surprise! Happy birthday! So you want us to sing happy birthday to Susan? Yes, please! Alright. Maury, try and uh, not embarrass us, okay? Here's our note. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you! Happy birthday to you. More sense. Happy birthday, dear Susan. Happy birthday to you. 
I'm just going through this here. They showed a bunch of pictures of older objects to kids between the ages of 6 and 18 and asked them if they knew what it was, if they could identify it, okay. what the objects were. Yeah. So, okay, so like at number 10, a rotary phone. Oh, yeah. Okay, so 10% of, uh, only 10% of people could identify it. Is that how this works? Oh, yeah. So they asked what they were looking at. Um, but uh, so number one on the list, because it's a really interesting one. So 86% of kids between 6 and 18 had oh. no idea what a pager was. Oh, oh, pager. I wasn't even going to guess pager. that. A pager. Really? Yeah. Because, yeah it would, because... because if you just looked at a pager, like remember a pager, if you just looked at that now, you would have no idea. It could look like one of those clip-on air fresheners for a car. Yeah, or a garage door opener. Or a garage door opener is what they, is what they look like. I had one of like. those things. I had a pager. You had a pager. Yeah. I never had a pager. No, I had no. Did you have a pager? What did you yeah. use a pager for? Didn't have a cell phone. Oh. I just wanted it to look cool. But who paged you? My dad. About what? <laughs> but then you'd have to go and find it. Come on for dinner. <laughs> so a pager, by the way, what a pager was is for anybody who's not familiar I mean, I don't with know what a pager is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was a pager. It was a tiny little box that you would clip on your belt and everybody clipped them on their belt. Yeah. Uh, it was totally. a tiny little box that you clipped on your belt and then somebody would call that number and then they would type in their number and their number would just show up on the screen. So it was basically call display with no name. Yeah. Right? And so you just look at it, and then you had no cell phone, so then you would have to go and find a phone to call that person back. Pocket full of quarters. Pocket full of quarters. And expecting parents used to use that, like if, if you page 911, that means we're in labor. Yes. Yeah, 911 means come home now, right? Yeah. Like it was crazy. Uh, 71% of people had no idea what an overhead projector was. A what? Remember the overheads? Yeah, in class where it would be a clear piece of thing or whatever, and it project the image onto the screen behind the Oh, teacher. it had like a, the glass yeah. bottom, I think? Yeah, and they could right? write on and it. And it was heavy. Oh, yeah, It was yeah. like, this thing weighed like 60 pounds. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it was usually nap time in class because the lights went out. Uh, floppy disks, 67% of people had no idea what they were. Cassettes, 40% of people had really? no idea. Cassettes, what Videotape, eh? like an old school VHS tape, oh, VHS, I guess. Oh, VHS, yeah. A typewriter was on the list. Really? A, a typewriter just like a giant keyboard. Yeah, a record player, uh-huh. a disposable camera, but the sort of sad one that people had no idea what it was was a postcard. Oh my God! No way. Are you serious? Yeah, because who sends postcards? But you could. Yeah, so you got emails, right? text messages. That's what it is. It's text and email and social. Like nobody sends a postcard. No, anymore. they don't. Nobody. When was the last time you got a postcard in the nineties? <laughs> I still I get know. one from old people. Like yeah. I can't remember the last time. But yeah, people or don't send postcards anymore, sent. which is kind of sad because I love postcards. I've always loved postcards. Yeah, Actually, kids love si- postcards. My sister Lisa, when she was in, uh, she spent like. Six months in Hawaii. Yeah. Three years ago, and I think she sent us a postcard. The weird thing about postcards that I always found is that does a mailman read them? Of course he does. Oh. I know there was no there was no privacy. Zero privacy with a yeah, postcard. I would th- I would think that your letter carrier is reading your postcards. 100%. Yeah, but what? You're not supposed to write lots on there except "Love you, wish you were here." Like nah, you're not going to get know. into a whole song and dance. Well, I don't know. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. Who's this? It's Bonnie. What up, How girl? Are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. So I turned 50 on Saturday. Happy birthday. I started a new job and I needed to write some stuff down. 
Okay. So I was in Indigo, and I said to my daughter, I'm like, no, I don't want a daytimer. I need a refill for my Filofax. <laughs> I need a what? For a what? A refill for her exactly. Filofax. What the hell is a Filofax? That's what she says. Mom, what the hell is that? And I said, oh, Christ, i got to color my hair. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so explain. What is a Filofax? Oh, come on. It's like they're refill pages for yeah. a leather-bound date. It's a daytimer, essentially. Yes. You, yeah. know, you know when you would get like the... Um, uh, God, man, getting your new daytimer was always a huge thing. You know when you get like a new daytimer, but it was like a real good outside and had the rings in the middle and you could open the rings? A binder? No, 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 no. It was a daytimer. So it was a, it was calendars. Like it had one main calendar and then the days of the week throughout the entire year. And then at the end of the yeah. year, you would have to go to like Business Depot or something uh-huh. to buy the new inserts for your file of facts that you would just then stick in. And then you had your, your day planner. Oh, okay. Wouldn't it be just cheaper just to buy a new calendar? No, because no, you carry because this it, with you. Yeah, and it was a hundred bucks. Yeah, a hundred dollars yeah. for a calendar. Yeah, I got a well, free one in my be- phone right now. Okay, let me. Can I, I just? Can I just no, say right now? It was a hundred bucks. Yes. Okay. I under, I understand they used to be very expensive. Can I just say right now? Staples has the entire thing for fourteen dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> But no, but but back in the day, and some people, I yeah, man, back in the day, you'd write that all down. And if you yeah. lost your file of facts, oh yeah. my god, your oh life is over. So what? You keep like phone numbers and stuff in there too. And everything you can keep really? everything in there. Huh. Yeah, man. But it was it was your day timer. It was like you, when you put down your doctor's appointment, you put down a big business meeting, you put down your vacation, and you would it write is, little stars on the day when it was on your vacation. For expenses. Yeah, there's a section for expenses. Sorry, what's yeah. your name again? Bonnie, right? Bonnie. Yeah. Bonnie, do you have a phone? Yeah. What kind of phone? <laughs> I well, an iPhone. So why don't you just use a calendar in your iPhone? Well, because then I got to go back and forth. For, for what it's worth, I, Matt, we have a mm. written calendar at home too, where we put all of our family dates inside this written calendar by the computer. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah, it something seems very so, ineffective to me. No, something to be said for paper and ink. You know, there's a reason. <laughs> File of facts, huh? <laughs> File of facts. Thanks, Bonnie. Thank you. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. You know who Mason Ramsey is? No, who's that? I'm going to play you this. Okay. And then I'll explain. A lot of people, like this video dropped the other day and I didn't get a chance to talk to you about it. Okay. But I thought you might not know the name Mason Ramsey. But just take a listen to this. Don't get me wrong, it's pretty cool to be on TV. So all the folks back home can see me. And then I'm living it out. All the things I used to dream about. That's such a sweet song. You know who that is? Okay. Am I, if I start trashing this, am I going to feel like a terrible person afterwards? Okay, say what you want to say, then I'll tell you who it is. It's terrible. It's a child singing way over his head. That is the yodel kid from Walmart. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a, he's singing he way over his and head, And he performed man. over at uh, Coachella. 
He signed a big record deal with the, Atlantic. Now, why does not he just yodeling, though? Why isn't he yodeling? You, this is so. This is where people fail, man. Yodel. People love the yodeling That's kid. Probably going to be on the album. You don't take I the yodeling kid. I thought those lyrics kid. were like real sweet, no, they're man. Way, they're way over his oh, head. Dude. They're way over his head. He sounds like he's six. I want to be famous for loving you. No, but he just, he sounds like he's six. And I don't know if he is six. I don't know how he's old He's like the 13. Wo- he's like 13. But those lyrics, they just come off because of his voice. I thought it was voice. such a real sweet song. No, it sounds like somebody gave him uh, a reject from, uh, you named the adult country artist. And they give it to a kid uh, to sing. And well, he's 11. Oh, he's 11 yeah, years no, old. He's, he's singing way over his head, man. Way what's the guy from The Voice? Um, what's the country guy from The Voice? Uh, the country guy from The Voice. Married to Gwen Stefani. Blake Shelton. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it was a rejected uh, Blake Shelton <laughs> That's song. what it sounds like to me. Like, it sounds like somebody... You don't like that song? No, I like that song, no, man. No, it's god-awful. His, tr- his voice is terrible. He's 11! I don't... Listen, okay... If if you sign somebody, I'm this isn't your kid that you had come in here. I'm not at your son's uh, spring concert where I look at him on the stage with his classmates and I say he's terrible. This is a kid who was on the stage at Coachella who has just signed a record contract. Yeah. I'm allowed at this point to say he's terrible. <sighs> Dude, I like the song, man. Don't get me wrong, it's pretty cool to be on TV. So all the folks back home can see me. And then I'm living it out. All the things I used to dream about. Not yeah, it's pretty great. Not, not, not buying it. Wow. No. an empty scene in the place. But girl, ever since I met you, I got a whole new perspective. If I'm gonna be famous for something, no. I wanna be famous Really? Wow, you no. chucked that haterade just yeah. like no. huge no. this morning. No, no, don't get me wrong. I love when the kid was yodeling. Yeah. I thought that was outstanding. But you don't like a song. I don't like that song. Damn. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hello, Roz and Mocha. Good morning, Mocha. How you doing? Good. What's up, Rob? Morning, Roz. How you doing? What's up? Um, I had to call in, guys, to tell you about my weekend. I had an absolutely amazing weekend. Oh, I got nice. my first tattoo on the weekend. Oh, your first. How old are you? Uh, 34. Okay. Yeah. What was your tattoo? Uh, my confirmation verse, uh, just Luke uh, 1827. And I got the Luke is above the 1827. It's in wood grain, and the 1827s in stone because my opas were a carpenter and a stonemason. Oh, geez, you oh, really damn. went all out, huh? Where'd you get the tattoo? <laughs> on my chest. On your chest. Wow. Like on my on my right pack. Like on your boob. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a pack. Yeah. Come on, guys. Okay, whatever. So, um, did they have yeah. to? Did they have to shave you down? Yep. How yeah. long? How long were you uh, were you there for? Uh, like an hour, fifteen minutes. Oh, that's 15. not bad. Damn. Yeah, not, not bad. I remember wh- when I was living in Kitchener, I went to a place to get my tattoo done. Yeah. But I yeah. did two tattoos on oh. the same day. Oh, good for you. And I was there for six hours. Yeah. One was on my forearm. The other one was on my back. Yeah, good for Cause you. Because I was like, screw it. I just hey. want it now. Like, I, I had the, the artist draw everything out, yeah. like, weeks and weeks in advance. And yeah. this place... Were, they were getting booked up like months and months in advance. So yeah. I was like, screw it, book me in with this one artist and we're going to bang both of them out Good at the same you. time. That's how you do I it. I Google imaged mine 10 minutes before. You Google imaged your tattoo. Hey. 10 minutes before. Yeah, <laughs> Maury has an awful tattoo. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's terrible. What is it again? A balloon? It's a, no, it's a microphone, <laughs> oh, but the day so I got rude. it, somebody said, why did you get a lamp tattoo? Yeah, dude, it's terrible looking. Out of all the pictures of microphones that you could have had tattooed on you, like you picked the weirdest looking microphone that no 
nobody's ever seen before. It's like a very cartoony microphone. No, it's not though. It's not because if it was a cartoony microphone. It would look like a microphone, but you're. It doesn't not look like a it microphone. It really doesn't. I've never seen a microphone that looks like that. It's sitting on a desk. No, but it's weird. The, the shape yeah. of it doesn't look anything like a microphone. It really does look like a lamp. Yeah, it looks like a lamp. Also, Maury, when you turn to look at your microphone, your nose covers the top half yeah. of it. It's so high up on your shoulder. Maury, <laughs> you gotta put a picture of that on Instagram or somewhere so that people can see what it looks like. Yeah. Does so. Matthew like your tattoo? Or does he pretend it's he not there? He forgets it's there until the summer. Oh. And then he's like, oh yeah, that. Oh. <laughs> does Matthew have oh, any yeah, tattoos? No, but I really wanted half an M on his hand and half the other half on my hand. Oh, but then Mocha said it would just look like two check marks. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> it would look like two check marks. Would it be M like for your love of so Mariah? For, for that, like the odd time we hold hands, it would be an M, like Matthew and Maury. Would oh, make so you would, one get, M. you would get it like sort of on your thumbs kind of thing. So when you held hands, it, it would becomes one M. Just oh, becomes so once a year, year when you hold hands. we become one. Right, <laughs> once a year. <laughs> You're getting trolled hard. Maury's not even listening. Rob, always appreciate the phone call. Love the show, guys. Keep up the awesome work. Honestly, it makes my drive into the city so much easier. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Let me ask you a question here. I will tell you no lies. I'll take you back to the things you talk about when you were 10, which is if you could have a superpower, what superpower would that be? A lot of people talking about this because of how big Avengers uh, Infinity War was. Yeah. So here, I'm going to give you... Before we go through the whole list here, I'm going to give you the, th- I'm going to give you three, and I need you to rank these three. Go. Super strength. Yeah. Immortality. Yeah. And invisibility. Rank those three. It would go super strength, invisibility. Yeah. And then immortality. Sorry, as as in, oh, as in as in which is the number one best strength? Which is the number one best superpower out of those? Oh, actually, no. Sorry. Okay. I would say immortality would be number one. Immortality number one. Number two would be strength. Strength and, and then, three would be invisibility. Correct. Okay. So, super intelligence was number ten on the list. Yeah. I guess I don't know cracking codes and figuring out how to fix sure, a helicopter. Uh, Shape shifting was number nine. Oh, okay. Super strength was number eight. Really? That far down the list? Immortality was number seven. What? On what would be the greatest superpower to have. That means never getting old? Never dying. Yeah. You're immortal. It's at number seven on the list. Really? The ability to communicate telepathically is at number six, higher than immortality. Yeah? See people naked. What's that? Like see through people's clothes. That's uh, what I just remember as a kid, everybody wanted... Oh, X-ray I want vision. See. Yeah. No, that's not on the list. Uh, super healing abilities. Now, this... Like Wolverine. So, yes, but also maybe, what if you could also heal other people? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. But me first. Oh, like you shape first. of water monster. Right. Uh, teleportation was at number four. Huh. Time travel. The ability to time travel was at number three of the, what would the greatest superpower be? Well, I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily a superpower. Okay. What about no, breathing underwater? Number two, being able to fly. Well, yeah, duh. And number one on the list of the superpower that most people, they pulled 2,000 people, what most people said was the, would oh. be the greatest superpower to have. Hold on. We, you didn't, there's one thing you didn't say. Yeah. Invisibility was number one on the list. Right. There's where you would be able to see people naked, Maury. How? You just sneak into their room. Oh, but no, but you'd have to take the top off. 
No, presumably they would just be getting it. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, how's my top coming no, off on its own? No, no, no. No, not. like you would just presumably, God, like the creeper that you are, sneak into their house and stand into the corner of their room. wait they get changed. And wait. Yes, because you have no other, you're invisible for God's sake. Yeah, you have not, all the time in the world to wait. Yeah. It's not that okay. you're invisible so you would, and you sneak in and take the okay. well, Right. So Maury, Maury would like, <laughs> Maury would like his, the greatest superpower would be invisibility coupled with a clear calendar. Yeah. <laughs> right? Invisibility with no chores yeah. that day. So I could just stand in the corner of somebody's so, room so and wait for invisibility them. Invisibility only on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and every other Friday. Right. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. But, um, you like but, roller coasters? Um, I really very much liked roller coasters when I was younger. And as I get a little bit older, I find that I can no longer do the spinny things really? like I used to be able to. I know like, Dan Mori hates roller coasters. Thanks, Maury. People know that already. Uh, yeah, no, I can't do, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like an inner ear thing that changes when you get past like 30. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but man, when I was younger, I could do yeah. any roller coaster and now I get a little, really, yeah, like even, even being on a swing now, sort of like, yeah, like a kid's swing. What? I was on a swing and I'm like the butterfly, you know, when you get butterflies in your stomach where it kind on of, a swing? you know, where it kind of tickles a little That's bit down there. Yeah. Time I pick you up in the morning. You know what I mean? You know, the tickle. Yeah. The other thing, right? Okay. When, when you I were a kid it. and you got the tickle, you didn't know what it was. You just knew you liked it. So you just used to yell your dad to go faster yeah. you know what i mean you didn't know okay. you didn't know why it felt good you just know it felt good that's what she right? said yeah. so you're like dad go faster um so yeah so i don't know and then so even when i'm on a swing now i i'm back to getting that that feeling like even just on a swing with with roxy at the park if i swing too high i get that feeling again where it's like almost exhilarating but the spinny stuff going around in circles i can't do like i'll be in the office chair and roxy will come in and just grab one side of it and spin me and i can only do about a turn and a half <laughs> and you're like stop please stop stop i'm getting scared stop i yeah. was on a kid's ferris wheel and got scared yeah no it's not uh, it's not the cool man reason why i bring this up is because at Universal Studios in Japan, yeah, thirty people who were on a roller coaster called the Flying Dinosaur got stuck on the upside down. No, nope, no, nope. for two hours nope. before being rescued. Nope, two hours. No, nope. upside down, a hundred feet in the air. Look nope. at this picture. No, nope. thirty Absolutely people. Not. Universal Studios nope. Japan. No, nope. no chance. Isn't that crazy? No. Nope. No, no thanks. I, I get no. scared when you're in a ski lift and it stops halfway no. up. No, first of all, who goes on ski lifts? Well, how's he supposed to get to the top of the hill? No, way too dangerous. Uh, okay. Who's going up to the top of a hill to just ski down it? Uh, lots of people? No, 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 no. Legit, Listen. when was the last time you were on a ski hill, though, Maury? And oh, you were in that situation? Like 20 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, 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 so sit down. <laughs> <laughs> if you would have said, like, oh, yeah, like two months ago, oh, yeah. I'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. That is terrifying to me. That is terrifying. Two hours on the upside down part no, of a roller coaster. No. A hundred feet in the air. No. 30 people were stuck for two hours. No. Until there's they had no, There's they no chance. Rescued. There's no Isn't chance. Crazy, there's no chance. There's no chance. I may never ride another roller coaster again. No way. I... I, I love roller coasters. Know, I'll still do it. Yeah. I'll still do it. I you hear stories all the time about people either getting stuck, falling yeah. out, whatever. What? Yeah. I'll no. still do it, man. Jeez. Are you crazy? No, I don't, I'm not a gambler like that. <laughs> <laughs> there was one year my wife and I went to, I think it was Six Flags yeah. in the States. Yeah. And we went on one coaster. I think it was like the Superman ride. Yeah. 
And literally seven days later, somebody went on that same ride and we don't, read on the news don't, don't. that they fell out. So why would you say that right now? Why would you do that? You keep that to yourself. You don't go broadcasting that. That's well, terrible. Doesn't That's matter. how I found out about it. Doesn't matter. Like I, I'm, it's not even that I'm just terrified. I just physically can't do it. Now I'm also terrified. <laughs> but I guess I just my body can't do it anymore. I don't know what happened. Hey, kiss. It's Raza Mocha. I'm totally on Raza's side about I'm not. I'm getting getting older, and I have kids, and I cannot do the roller coaster thing anymore. How old are you? <laughs> 34. 34, yeah. But I have two small kids, and the idea of getting on a roller coaster and potentially getting stuck, can't do it. Right. Really? Yeah. No. Wow. Yeah, can't do it. And I used to ride them. I could ride uh, Mindbuster at Wonderland oh, 15 times in a row. Please. I can't do it anymore. No problem. I, yeah. I get dizzy now if I stand up too fast. <laughs> I, That's you know, like, emptying, the, emptying the dishwasher takes me an extra, I would say an extra 45 minutes now than it did when I was 25 because I have to, I can't just, I can't pop up as quick as I used to. If I'm bent down in the silverware container on the bottom shelf, I know that I have to do two full breaths before I stand back up Jeez. again. Like I can't just yeah. really nilly up and down, up and down. Who, what am I, an athlete? <laughs> You just need a minute. To what am I? What am I in training? No. I get it. You gotta watch out, man. Oh my god! Thank everything's you so everything's much dangerous. For calling in today, we appreciate it. My pleasure. Yeah, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. We don't have Hulu up here in Canada. I wish we did. Uh, I had it for a while. There was a way to do it where you had to like, if you had a. If you had a postal code that worked out, you could take out all the letters of your postal code and then just put in the numbers and it would allow you to sign. It was really, really weird how it happened. Really? Yeah, it was a very bizarre process, but it was a flaw within Hulu's system uh, that allowed you to have it. For, so for about a year, I had it, and it was really great. It was a, it was a really great service. Basically, um, every single television show, past and present... They still the update it. They still update yeah, they still it because, update because it. no, no, because like they they don't have all of them. They have to like work out the deals, and some networks sure. don't want them to. But the great thing with Hulu was that if you watched, if you wanted to watch SNL, mm. say they have every episode of SNL from 1974 on. Right. So, so when they have a show, they have every episode just boom, like laid out where you click on it, and it's like seasons one through whatever. But uh-huh. um. So yeah, and we would ne- we would never get that up here, huh? No, because no, no, because the the rights for all the ne- all the networks would have to agree. Gotcha, basically. And yeah. so what winds up happening is in in the states you have um, uh, Hulu, which has the NBC shows. I believe they still have CBS shows, ABC, Fox, and then whatever. Yeah. Uh, but in Canada, all the the rights for those shows are owned by Canadian networks. They're owned by Global CTV, so on and so forth, and um, and uh, and City and. So all those companies would have to agree, which is gotcha. never, which is never going to happen. happen. No, no. And they tried it with Crave and then they tried it with all that other, like, it's just, it would, it would never happen. But Hulu. So anyway, what I was getting at is that because they have this incredible catalog on Hulu, they were saying yesterday that they went from 17 million subscribers to 20 million subscribers. Wow. And one of the things they said that gave them the bump of that extra 3 million subscribers was that they launched ER on Hulu. They never had ER before? No, because there was a lot there's a lot of ER fans. And that was George Clooney, right? Yes, it was. Yeah. And Hulu has since said that 35,000 people so far have binged ER from start to finish, which is 331 episodes. What? Are you kidding me? 
<laughs> of ER. In its first two months of being on there, 35,000 people watched 331 episodes of ER in two months. Get out of here. <laughs> Come on. That's every single day. People are probably missing yeah. work. Yeah. Get yeah. out of here, dude. Yeah. All thanks to ER. Their number one show on Hulu. The number one show on Hulu is South Park. Are you for real? Yep. Their subscribers, Hulu subscribers in 2017, so last year, watched 135 million hours of, of, uh, of South Park. No way. I couldn't do it. I could not do it. Are you kidding? That's too much South Park, That's bro. That's too much. That is way too much for any human being. Yeah, that is way too much South Park. That's a lot of ER and a lot of South Park. Oh, but polar opposites right. though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that incredible? Holy cow. <laughs> Too much South Park though. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Lily Bernard is on the phone. We're going to get to her in a second. Yeah, uh, Bill Cosby yesterday. Monumental trial in the Me Too era. Um, really the first celebrity story for somebody to be convicted. Three counts of sexual assault. Bill Cosby now faces up to 30 years, I believe it is, in prison. Uh, Andrea Constat, who was the sort of number one accuser uh, in this trial uh, got it done. And this was the retrial because the first one was a hung jury. And Lily Bernard, uh, and you'll hear her story, her story goes way, way, way back because she was actually on the Cosby show. Hey, Lily. Hi there. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. Hi there. How you doing? Real good. Uh, how are you doing? Ooh, I am blessed wow. and vindicated. Yeah, yeah you sound, sound happy today. It's so Yeah, I am. We all saw you coming out of there yesterday just and Ooh. I don't even I don't even could you describe the emotions that you were feeling at that moment? Yeah, I'm going to try. Yeah. Disbelief, shock, uh tremendous relief gratitude. I, I think I was exploding in gratitude for the jury mainly, and of course for the prosecution and the victims who testified, especially Andrea Constant, but I was just bubbling over, exploding with all these really intense emotions. Uh, we want to get your, your thoughts on Andrea, um, but also, yeah. if we could get your story just quickly. So, you were yeah. on the Cosby Show. This was when and, was. And, and what happened? Well, my episode aired in January of 1992, and during the preparation for this guest starring role on the Cosby Show, Bill Cosby mentored me as a father figure and ingratiated himself to my family, and then once he gained my total trust, he drugged me and he raped me. And when did you find out that you were not the first or the only oh well i knew <laughs> i knew that i wasn't while it was happening because there was another person who was uh standing on the cosby, cosby show who had revealed to me abuses that she endured at the hands of bill cosby she has not come public there was also another young woman who's now a celebrity whom he had me mentor who was also a victim of his sexual assault and he did not um well, he, I mean, she, she did not come public, yeah. but, uh, and I can't reveal their names because sure, these women yeah. have decided to not come public, but yeah. And then there was a third one who also worked at the Cosby show episodes, whose boyfriend was a production assistant on the Cosby show. And that woman came home by Bill Cosby to the production assistant of the Cos Cosby show. So I knew, and then I was also friends with Beverly Johnson since 1991. And I knew back then of her drugging by Bill Cosby. So oh I knew God. that he had a habit, a really bad criminal habit of sexually violating women, you know, of inflicting this horrible sexual violence upon women. I just did not know the magnitude yeah. of his crimes. I didn't know that there were dozens and perhaps hundreds. So I, I knew, and there were plenty of people in the industry who knew, including Quincy Jones, you know, 
whose text was shown to me in which he said to a mutual friend, I have been telling Bill for years to stop drugging women. So there are Mm. plenty of bystanders in the entertainment industry who were aware, but who opted to stay silent. Hey, Lily, in and around that time when it was happening, did you have conversations with other people to say, hey, this is what's happening? Yeah, I did. To trusted individuals. I told my agent right away at the time that when I had confronted Bill Cosby with my boyfriend at the time, who's Mm -hmm. been my husband, that we were going to go to the police and go to the hospital to find out what he put in my drink. Bill Cosby threatened serious consequences to my life. He told me that he would erase me. He said that he'd be watching me and have people watching me and that anything that came out of my mouth about him better be positive because all it takes is just one phone call and that I was dead. So although he never used the word kill, he gave these menacing threats that I interpreted as death threats and that if I were to speak, he would erase me as he said he would. Uh, so before we let you go, for the, I, for the first time, I think, you know, during this this trial here, the you know, we're so used to America's dad being the term. Uh, yeah. but, but, but serial rapist was, was the yeah. term. And when you start looking at the actual numbers, Bill Cosby yeah. may wind up being the most notorious serial rapist in American history. If you look at these numbers where you're talking upwards of 60, 70, maybe 80 different women, uh, is 30 years enough? And how happy are you that he will most likely spend his last days behind bars? Well, I don't think 30 years would be enough. Bill Cosby, America's dad, is really a serial rapist. He's a lying, depraved coward who has wreaked havoc and lasting damage upon the lives of so many women, including me. And I'm hopeful that the judge will hand him over a sentence that will reflect that harm and damage that he has inflicted upon so many of us. And it's a lasting damage that has changed the course, the trajectory of our lives. It has damaged us. It hasn't ruined me, of course, because we, you know, I've, I've risen up, but it has mm-hmm. damaged our lives. We suffer PTSD like any war veteran suffers PTSD. But instead of the war being waged in foreign territories, Bill Cosby waged the war on the landscape of my body right. and on the landscape of dozens of other women's bodies. So, no, he deserves he deserves to to spend the rest of his life in prison and much more. And then, you know, this is going to make other rapists pause because if Bill Cosby can be convicted, then they're going to pause. They're going to be held accountable too for their actions. So this is actually his conviction. This guilty, guilty, guilty verdict is actually making our communities safer places in terms of sexual assault. Hey, Lily Bernard, I could tell already you're going to have a great weekend because your voice has changed so much from the last time we heard your voice. I just want to go home to my six children. I'm going home to my six children. Hell yeah. We appreciate you taking time out of your day to join us on the Roz and Mocha Show. God bless. Thank you so much. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I'll tell you. When episode one of Westworld started on HBO. Season two, right? Season two. Uh-huh. I was so stoked because I really did enjoy season one. Okay. Do you know the premise of Westworld at all? No idea. Okay. I know something about cowboys. Jesus Christ. And then there's some weird looking white thing. Yeah. Okay. So I'll break it down to you. Just sort of, I'll give you the, the basics of it here. Yes. It, it Westworld is like a cowboy world. Okay. But think of it more like an inter... You're not giving spoilers, right? It's season one. If you haven't seen season one, I'm sorry. Well, don't Uh, spoil it. I'm going to get around to it. You you figure out very early on what's going on. Okay. I I don't... It's too complicated to spoil. It's almost spoiler-proof. Like Game of Thrones. Like Game of Thrones. Okay. I don't know enough about it. I'm not smart enough to spoil Westworld. 
But imagine a giant theme park that is the size of, I don't even know, like Southern Ontario, I guess, okay. right? Wow. All right. But it's inhabitants of the theme park, yeah. the sort of players, the actors that are all there. They're all uh, robots that look and act just like people. Oh, okay. And then, so people pay to go into this world and interact with these robots in a sort of old westy kind oh, of thing. Yeah? Where you can kill them, <gasps> you can have sex with them, mm. you can hang them, you can befriend them, you what? can you can camp with them, you can do anything you want. There's yeah. no consequences of what goes down in Westworld. Are you, you serious? Can, you can you can get in a gunfight with them yeah. in Westworld. They can shoot you can shoot them and kill them, but their bullets don't hurt you. So they still act like they're in a massive gunfight with you. Only you know that they can't hurt you. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's the sort. Of, that's the sort of premise of Westworld. Wait. So <clears throat> one of them human-looking robot things could shoot me with their gun. Yeah. And I won't die. Correct. But if I fire back, yes, they die. Correct. Wow. Um, and so I was really into season one, and season two, I'm not into it. And what? if anybody could convince me why I should stick around with season two of Westworld. Wait, I'm all ears. Didn't season two like just start? It just though? started. I'm, I'm, two, I'm, I'm an episode and a half into season two and I'm done with it. I've never loved... Already? I've never loved one season of television so much and then when season two started, uh, I lost complete interest. Like, complete interest. So, really? Yeah, because I'll, I'll explain this to you. Season two, the sort of robots have started to rebel. Right? Oh, you knew no. that in any of these situations, the robots are going to start to rebel. History has told us. Okay. So I don't know who I'm supposed to care about in this show now because I'm not going to root for the robots because they're robots. Yeah. The people in this show that seem to be dying in large quantities are those who would pay to go and kill robots in Westworld. So I really don't care about them. Yeah. But when it comes down to a fight between humans and robots, regardless of what the circumstances are, I have to cheer for humans of course. because we know what happens if the robots win, which is not a good thing for humans. No, we get enslaved. We get enslaved. So I'm watching the show and I don't care about the robots because they're robots. I don't care about the people because for the most part, they're pretty despicable people. Yeah. And yet they're fighting now and I'm supposed to root for the robots, but in no world would I ever root for robots to win over humans under any circumstances. Yeah. So I'm done with the show. Damn. I'm done. Like Because I, you're emotionally torn. I, I, I have no emotion towards it. That's the problem. Yeah. There's I have zero emotion for, for this season because you can't cheer for robots. We all know how that works. Oh, no. Right, Maury? When the, when, the, when the robot invasion happens, we have to band together. And even in a television show, I can't cheer for the robots to win. So you just hit off. Right? They power would, off. Yes, PPR. power off. Power oh, no. They would come in here. They would snap you and me up, and they would make Maury some sort of leader. And then he would get oh, to exact no. his revenge on. Like, you can't cheer for robots. Oh, no. Okay? <laughs> like, you can't. <laughs> you think about oh, that no. for a second in your own life. Okay? Think all about hail think about if the all powerful Mori. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. like, think about that in your own life for a second, okay? Oh. That's why I can't watch Westworld. <laughs> oh no. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. The manhunt is over. The manhunt is over. They caught one of the guys, one of the accordion players who play Despacito nonstop on the accordion on the TTC. What? They've been oh yeah, I saw that like last week. Yeah, so you have the clip right there. So play it. So play this. 
So the two guys who are thought to be brothers, one, dre- one dresses in a red jacket and the other in a black jacket. Sometimes they're together, sometimes they're alone. Uh-huh. And they just play Despacito nonstop on accordions. Yeah. And What's according, on that, though? According to a TTC spokesperson, TTC officers were on patrol just before noon yesterday on line one, just by St. Andrew's Station, when they heard the distant strains oh, no. of Despacito. <gasps> coming from farther down the train. When they walked down towards the music, they found the guy, the guy in the black jacket with his accordion. Uh, At Union Station, the man was escorted off the train by officers. God, we suck in this city. Escorted by officers? For real? And a conversation did happen. Now, they said the man in the black jacket was, quote, respectful and polite, very cooperative, and he was very pleased. He was very pleasant to our transit officers. And that although English was not his first language, because some say they're Italian, these brothers, he did understand the summons and why he was being talked to. Now, the accordion musicians, these two brothers, have been warned twice before. This, <gasps> they was, have their, been. this was their third strike. But warned about the question is warned about what? Warned about what? Yeah. Why do we suck so hard in the city the that, we got, the that we that we that we that we arrest guys? So let me let me read you let me read you this. Okay. It's not like they were going around like harassing other okay. passengers this or is, like screaming at people or anything. This is why we suck and we can't have nice things like Italian accordion players. Okay. The problem isn't the choice of song. So it's not that they just repeatedly played Despacito over and over again or okay. the instrument. So it has nothing to even do with the fact oh. that they had accordions. It's that the men are breaking a bylaw. Now, oh, the on, exact wording of which is this. In Interference with ordinary enjoyment of the transit system. Okay. Okay. So they were interfering with the ordinary enjoyment of the transit system. They go on to say this, although that sounds very vague, it is essentially the issue is loud music in a space where commuters expect silence. On a train? On a train. I don't think so. In rush hour. I don't think so. This is why we suck. It's noisy AF on a train right? during rush hour. Thank you. So, But they got a lot. What I was trying to say is they got a lot of hate. Like They posted videos of this on social media in the comments. Who got hate? These two guys, people yeah. are commentating, saying, I saw them and I just want them to go away. Everybody who, ever, you suck. You all suck. Okay. We should be overjoyed that we have uh, Italian brothers who serenade you with their accordions on the, on the subway in the morning. You should be overjoyed. It should put a smile. Like, you should be like, God, you know what? This is why I live in Toronto. Because this is kind of cool. In New York, they do this and Please. nobody cares. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. I don't know. I don't see anything wrong with it. Interference with the ordinary enjoyment of the transit system. Who enjoys the transit system? Is the first problem of all? that it was Despacito over and over no, again? No, no, that's what they said. said. It had nothing to do with the song. No, I'm saying that the or people, the instrument. The, why the people? Maybe they want to hear something different. Well, you don't get to listen, man. You can't. Like Hotel no. California. No, no, man. Don't no. tell. Don't tell the artists what to do. These yeah. are artists, Italian artists, for God's sake. Yeah, that's. I don't sucks. know why I hold them in a higher regard, that's but I do. <laughs> You know, like you find like that maybe they have more talent. Yeah, I don't know. Like, like doing that to me, there's something about an Italian cor- accordion player. 
Like, if it was just a regular guy. Like, like, if it was just, like, a regular person from, like, Pickering? Yeah. On the train? Yeah. Like, yo, arrest that person, arrest that person right, now. right now. But they're two brothers. One wears yeah. blue, one, one wears red, one wears black. Yeah. Playing Despacito on accordion. I don't see anything Italian. wrong with that. I have nothing, I have no problem with this. Yeah. Anyway, However, if you're The manhunt is over. Yes, exactly. Yeah, the manhunt man is, is over, in case you're wondering. This is the Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. So, when Facebook announced that they were going to add a dating feature to Facebook... Yeah. Um... Shares on Match.com dropped 22%. Really? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, because Match.com just started their sort of premium access to, and I don't know what you do. Like, I don't know when you have a, a dating website or a dating service, and for the most part, it's free, but then you can have the option to pay to get access to, I don't know, like what like that would people? be. Or better people? Like, how do you, what, what's the premium on a, on a, on a dating site? I like, have I don't, no idea. I don't understand what that what that is. Uh, here comes, here but comes anyway, here, here comes the expert, Damon Mori, on the dating sites. Um, so Married it, man. Yes, of course. <laughs> it's research. Okay, um, yeah. So premium, it, without paying, it limits how many people you can message. When you pay for it, your unlimited messages, unlimited messages you can receive as well. What what sort of, give us a, a, like a ballpark, the limit here. Like if you're on Match or one of those other sites that you have not paid the premium like You might be able for. to message something like five people for the day. Whereas if Five you, a day? Who needs to message more than five people a day? Yeah. Desperate That's people. Thirsty Desperate people. Times. Thirsty people. Yeah. You just throw a wide net, right? Sure. That's what the you got to do. net possible. I'm all for it. But anyway, so Facebook's feature will be, I'm presuming, 100% entirely for free. And so that's what's killing Match.com yeah. is that Facebook is going to basically do the same thing. And they said that they have access. We'll play this clip for you with Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. So we haven't even built any features to help people find partners. And there are 200 million people. He kind of sounds a little bit like Kermit, Kermit the, the Frog, Frog slash the, the Swedish uh, chef. Ernie. No, yeah. the Swedish chef. Ernie from yeah. Sesame Street. He also sounds like he's a little bit scared. <laughs> On Facebook, who list themselves as single. What you scared for, bro? <laughs> so clearly there's something to do here. And if we're focused on uh, helping people build meaningful relationships, then this is perhaps the most meaningful of all. Thanks, Kermit. So today, uh, we are announcing a new set of features coming soon around dating. Now this is going to be, this is going to be for building Real long-term relationships, uh -huh. all right, not just hookups. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Gotcha. It's going to be in the Facebook app, but it's totally optional. It's opt-in. This is the best part. If you want, you can make a dating profile, and, and I know a lot of you are going to have questions about this, so I want to be clear that we have designed this with privacy and safety in mind from the beginning. Wait for it. Sure. Your friends aren't going to see your profile. There you go. You're only going to be suggested people who are not your friends. There you go. That who have right opted into there. dating, who fit your preferences. That right there is the key to this whole thing is that you can start a dating profile on Facebook and the people you are friends with won't see it. A game changer. Well, game yeah, changing. You don't want them to because then they're going to comment. They're going to make fun. You know what I mean? No, like but it yeah, has so to you're, be you're only going to be tried to hook. They're only going to try and hook you up with people that you're not already friends with. But what if so if. I have a profile. Yes. A dating profile. Sure. Roz, and you have a dating profile. Uh-huh. You and I, even though we are the uh, perfect match, yep, on Facebook, because we're friends, right. we wouldn't be matched up at all? Correct. Huh. Correct. Game changer. Yeah. Damn. Game changer. It's just a whole new way for people to cheat. 
right? Wow, it really is. And I know the intention of, oh, we don't want this to be for hookups. We want it to be for long-term relationships. That's always the goal with these things. Oh, for sure. You know, but you can't really dictate how people use your tech at all. Because you know they're going to use it for quick hookups. You know they're going to use it for quick hookups. And when he's talking numbers of 200 million people who list themselves as single, (sighs) bruh. That's a lot That's of a hookups. Lot of hookups. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I'm going through this um, survey here that they did. Something called the Q score. Do you know what the Q score is? It's no. your, your sort of your 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 likability when you're on television. So when oh. you're on television, they they pull people and do these surveys and they put it into this thing and they get a there's an equation and it determines your Q score. Okay. The higher the Q score, the sort of more. At first, I thought you said cute score. No, not the cute score. I am off the charts on the cute score. Okay. Just don't even worry about that. Um, so the rap released a list of the top 10 most like female stars on primetime TV. And it's based on Q scores, which are drawn from quarterly surveys from everyday people on the likability of various celebrities. Mm. So that's your Q score. And going down this list, it's quite shocking. Like, Why? So if I said to you, the most likable female stars on primetime television, shout out some names. Judge Judy. Uh, she's on primetime, though. Like evening time, right? Like, yeah, like actors. Okay. Um, somebody from Grey's, maybe, I would say. Uh, Anybody from Grey's on there? I have nobody from Grey's on this list. Are you serious? No. That's still a popular nobody, show, though. Nobody from Grey's is on Mariska this list. Mariska Hargitay. Mariska Hargitay is number four. I worship that woman. Uh, Taraji P. Henson from uh, Empire is, num- is number two. Hold on. What? Yeah. Taraji Cookie P. Cookie is yeah. on that list. Cookie's on the list. She's, I didn't even think anybody watched Empire anymore. Uh, Amelia Clark, the mother of dragons from Game of Thrones, is number three. Mariska Hargitay from Law and Order is number four. Viola Davis from How to Get Away with Murder is uh, number five. Okay. And, then at, and then so at number six, so I haven't given you the number one yet. Uh, and then at number six is a tie between Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things. She uh, was going to be number one. Age, I was going to say you number said one. prime time, though. That's Netflix. You can watch that whenever you want. It's still, it's still okay. Well, let's whatever. TV show, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, AJ Cook from Criminal Minds, whatever show that is. That's the one of the great. Well, it used to be Shamar Moore. Sure. Uh, so AJ Cook, who's AJ Cook? She's one of the investigators on the show. Never she's heard like of her the, before. The I'm not saying she's not popular or, or not liked, but I've never heard the name AJ Cook before. Uh, Linda Hunt from NCIS Los Angeles. Paget Brewster from Criminal Minds. Wow. And then down at 10 is Kaylee Cuoco from The Big Bang Theory. Number one, though, with a score of 44 on the Q score. Oh, wait. Yeah. Sofia Vergara nope. from Modern Family. Nope. No. Uh, the girl that plays Haley from nope. Modern Family. Nope. Roseanne? Nope. Okay, who? Polly Perrette from NCIS. Who? I don't know who that is. Yeah. Who the hell? First of all, NCIS is one of those shows. It's like the biggest show on television, and the fans are insane for it. Polly Perrette is a co-star on that show, and I guess her last episode is coming up soon, next week, and she scored number one on the, the list of the most liked female stars on primetime television. Oh, Polly Perrette from NCIS. Yeah, dude. So Look it's not girl. Meredith Grey. It's not any of the big sort. It's not Sofia Vergara. It's not. It's Polly Perrette from NCIS is this the girl. most. Yeah, that girl. Holy yeah. cow. That's yeah. shocking. And yeah. NCIS, like that show has been on. Like I've never oh, seen a single episode, but yeah. it's been on forever. 
and they have different like variations yeah. in it, right? Yeah. There's like regular NCIS, because they're the biggest and then there's NCIS LA. Mariska makes sense on that, though. People love Mariska, yeah, but, yeah, but she's, she's really the of. only one that makes sense. She's all, but, uh, wow. but yeah, dude. Number one. Yeah, number one. Yeah. Not even any of the girls from uh, Orange is the New Black. No, no, Not nothing even like, no. Wow. No, the only sort of like cable one was Amelia Clark for Game of Thrones. But yeah, Polly Perrette, the most not, liked female star on primetime television. And not even any of the girls from um, uh, Big Little Lies. No. Wow. No. Yeah. I find that very I know. shocking. Yeah, it's pretty wild. That's crazy, dude. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Ian Sabarin is here on the Ronza Mocha Show. Good morning. Morning. How are you, man? I'm pretty good, man. Thanks for having me. You got a voice of an angel. <laughs> so the headline was, U of T opera student Ian Sabarin sings his heart out on the streets of Toronto to cover his tuition costs. And when we listen to this, man, it's like, it's incredible. Do you now feel like there's a target on your back because they're hunting you guys down because they arrested the accordion player? Oh my those gosh, guys, those they g- got them. They got one of them. <laughs> yeah, they got one. The other brother's still on the lamb. Yeah, well, I, I don't carry that instrument, right? So I can kind of just run at any point. Right, so. good, for, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> I'm working on that cardio. Uh, when did you start singing on the street? Um, and why was, did you start singing on the street? It was with um, after a tour with the choir, me and my friend Michael, we were both in this choir and we kind of just started singing on the street one day and we were like wow we could like people are giving us some attention so we just decided let's try it as like a summer job in grade nine and i was probably about 12 or 13 at that time and uh you make money on it yeah i mean average is probably about like a 100 bucks a day yeah some days can be way more some days you can be singing out there for two hours make 20 bucks you sing at the same spot every day i try to yeah Yeah. three to six at bay and bloor or Uh young and bloor it uh, depends, like, if there's some other buskers there. Oh, okay. Is there, like, a turf thing that happens? Sometimes. <laughs> um, oh, really? Yeah. So, you have to show, so is it basically whoever shows up first, that is your spot until yeah, you exactly. decide to leave? And then I'll oh, probably, man. like, to be courteous to each other, we try to say maybe, like, I'll stay here an hour if yeah. you've seen another busker. Yeah. There's no real, like, rule, right? So you just got to huh. say, okay, you've been here for two hours. Can I sing here? Do you, but do you uh, like? Does it kind of go by talent too? Where you're like, oh you're like, you're, you're, I'm way more, I'm way more talented than you, bro. Okay, uh, I get the Yorkville spot. Come on, head on. Honestly, honestly. You, you head down to King and Dufferin. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's really funny. But the guys, um, <laughs> the guys who do busk there, yeah. it's usually pretty good talent in yeah. in the Yorkville area. And you are in. You're in. You're go to U of T. What are you taking at U of T? Vocal performance. Okay, vocal performance. And does the do the, the money that you make? Uh, from singing opera on the street, does that like help tuition and stuff like this? Like, are you yeah. sort of putting yourself through university by singing on the street? Yeah, pretty much. Like, I never thought it would happen. I always thought I'd have to like keep my bar jobs and stuff. But this yeah. year, I've actually been able to save, and it does take a lot of like I have to save my own money yeah. and like because yeah. it's all busking money. Your voice right? is really deep right now, but when you sing, it yeah. goes super high. <laughs> yeah, it's usually deep in the morning. And then as the day goes on, it'll like I'll warm up like, a bit more. What's but your range? I don't know anything about this, but what's your range? If I'm not using my like opera voice, which is the countertenor, so it's like falsetto, yeah. then yeah. it's usually like a baritone. Yeah. Damn. So like, but pretty, you can do falsetto though, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy because yeah. I heard a clip where you were like, didn't even sound like a person. All right. So, uh, Ian, the other reason that you're here, other than to talk to us on the Razamoga show, is to is to perform. 
Yeah. What are you uh, What are you doing today? Me and my friend were trying out this new genre called hip hop. Okay. And I can uh, I can sing it. I usually sing an acapella anyway, yeah. so I yeah. could sing it without sure. music for you guys. Yeah, for sure. All right. Cool. Anytime you're ready. So you got to stand for this, right? Of course. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you're gonna stand. I'm sure. I don't think that that microphone needs to be that close to you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go on the Ronza Mocha Show. Uh, Ian yeah. Sabarin. You did a little like uh, like that last time. I don't know what that's called. What's that called? Uh, tongue trill. Tongue trill. Ch- tr- yeah. What is it called? T- tongue trill. Tongue trill. Damn, son. Yeah. All right, Ian. <laughs> so like where are you going to be at today? If people want to come and uh, show show some love, show some support. Oh, I might be uh, might be going to IKEA, but um, <laughs> if I'm not there because it's yeah. raining, it's supposed to rain, yeah, right? Yeah. I have to go with the weather. Sure. Um, but three to six, um, I'm usually there at Young and Bloor. Yeah. And I also just want to give a shout out to I'm in a rock band and I kind of done. One of my rocky voice in that, and we're called Lovely. Yeah. So nice. uh, keep an eye out. Do you for do us. like a big? Are you like a super high note hitting screamer when you do your rock band stuff? Occasionally, if yeah. I'm trying to like, if no one's really watching Wah! us, I'll just like catch like that kind of stuff. Guard. Yeah. Can you do Wah! like one of those? Oh, okay. Like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Ian Sovereign, everybody. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Roxy watched Big yesterday. Remember the movie Big with Tom oh, Hanks? Tom Hanks. Yeah. Dude, that's such a good movie. Yeah. I love that movie. What's that? The one with the famous piano. The one with the famous piano. That's yeah. right. Because Catherine hadn't seen it either. Oh, really? Catherine Ever. was only like four when it came out. Oh, yeah, yeah. That store is no um, longer around, by the way. No, I know. And um, so the for Big, anybody that hasn't... Uh, it's about a kid... Who I would say, how old is the kid? I think he was like thirteen, wasn't right? He? Yeah, something maybe like that. something like that. Young teen, young though, because it, the whole thing happened because he wasn't tall enough to ride a ride at an amusement park at Coney so, Island. At Coney Island, so he had to have been like young. Yeah, and then he finds a uh, magic fortune teller machine and he puts a quarter in and he makes a wish and he says, "I wish I'm big," and then that's just that. But he wakes up that, and he's Tom Hanks, and he wakes up and he's Tom Hanks, and then his friend says, "Well, you better go to New York City." for some weird reason and then he rents a, an apartment and gets a job and all this other stuff but as a kid you're watching this I remember watching it and I'm going oh my god it's so funny because Tom Hanks is acting like a kid but yet he's not and he gets his cool job testing toys and everything else but there's a part of this story that um, there's please there's don't a, ruin big for us oh please stop Roz, it I'm allowed come to come on what no are okay. you gonna ruin big no but listen are you gonna pick it apart now no yes Oh, okay. Come on. You so, did the same thing for Ghost. Stop yeah. ruining classics. Okay, first of all, Ghost is not as good as you remember it is. That one scene in Ghost is great. The rest of the movie's junk. Okay, come on. Okay, so my thing. Man. Okay, so so with Big, right? Here we go. Um, you often wonder. Okay, well, his parents 
are wondering where their kid is. Yes. Right? But the mechanism they use in the movie, instead of coming up with something, I don't know what, to get the kid to say, who knows what they're going to do. But the mechanism that they use in the movie is that Tom Hanks, as a grown-up, calls the house and says that he has their kid. Kidnapped, yeah. Like he's kidnapped. Yeah. Like full on kidnapped. I know. And then at that point, you just call the cops. And there's no sort of thing with what the parents are going through. There's no, like, there's not one scene dealing with the parents uh, who have police at their house 24 hours a day with that machine where they're expecting the kidnapper to call. And the one guy goes, let me get it. And the dad goes, I'll get it. <laughs> like, they don't, like, you know what I mean? Like, th- there's none of that in the movie. The parents are dealing with a kidnapped child. Well, Tom Hanks is dancing on a piano in New York City having the time of his life. There's none of that in there. And then when he touches a boob, that was the whole other thing that I didn't even realize what happened. What? Because he was far too... This woman is seducing him. Yeah. Right? And you would, she thinks it's Tom Hanks as a grown man. I she know, but it's, it's a, not Tom Hanks as a grown man. It's a child. Yeah, but... Listen, and they and they and and they they took it as far as you're telling me if you're like a little 10, 11 year old kid, you don't want to touch a boob, right? But I'm just saying, if if you have an adult playing a 10 year old, you can't have the adult do something on screen that you wouldn't have the 10 year old do on screen, okay? And so when Tom Hanks is standing in the doorway, that he's an adult, and everybody thinks he's an adult, I understand that, but he's still 10. So when she takes off her shirt in front of him, they could have just left it at that, he didn't have to cop a feel. Well, his poor parents are back in Connecticut or wherever they're from, thinking that he's kidnapped. Man, it why? was the worst. I couldn't under, I couldn't believe this. Don't even let me get started on Mrs. Doubtfire. I watched that oh, movie again not, too. Oh, do not. You suck, man. No, I draw the line <laughs> at Mrs. Not, Doubtfire. No, there's so many problems with Mrs. Dude, Doubtfire. No, there's no problems with yes, Mrs. Doubtfire. Is. Suck. Yep. No, yep. man. Thanks. Yep. Now you just ruined big. No, 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 no. Thanks a lot. It was a great movie, though. Hey, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. You remember last week? When James Cameron was talking all sorts of nonsense and saying that the Marvel universe is just like too much now. Yeah. Kind of like let everything breathe, right? Yeah. And at first I was like, shut up, James Cameron. Avatar wasn't that great. Made a lot of money. Made a lot of money. Titanic made a lot of money. There was still room on that door for Jack, though. T2. Great movie. But I'm now starting to like, I think I might agree with James Cameron. Because 2018, for me at least, yeah. seems like there is a lot of Marvel movies. Yeah. And it's not giving me time to catch up. Because you had Black Panther in February. You have Infinity War, which is out right now. You have Deadpool, which is next month. Yeah. Or no, sorry, this month. Yeah. You have Ant-Man and the Wasp in June. Yeah. And then you have Venom in October. Yep. That's five already for 2018. Yeah. I read a headline yesterday that said back in 1998, Marvel offered their entire character ownership to Sony (gasps) for $25 million. Are you serious? And Sony said no. All they wanted was Spider-Man, so they paid $10 million for Spider-Man. So that's why Sony is Spider-Man, and they have to lend him to really everybody else to, to get him in the Avengers oh, movies. Oh, no. So they, they, had, they said no. So Sony, they offered everyone to, because they to Sony. Because they put all their, they, they just bet on Spider-Man. They thought that Spider-Man was the only bankable character. 
Because at the time, Damn. like at the time when that happened, when the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man came out, the only other comic book movies that were even sort of relevant were the X-Men movies. Yeah. And, and they, even around the same time, they did the, and the they Hulk were, movie as well. But with, they were, uh, they were very niche. They were very niche. Yeah. Right. Like even even the the X Men movie was for real hardcore nerd fans of X Men. Mm-hmm. You know, like the the fanboys. Same with um, Fantastic Four. Remember they did. Uh, yeah, that was uh, later. That was later. Movies? That yeah. was later. But the Tobey Maguire Spider Man was really what launched all of this. Yeah. Right. Because it it was the first kind of it was the first real superhero movie that crossed over, broke through, and made that much money, and people saw marketable across-the-board franchise yeah. in, in Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. Remember when Tobey Maguire was Spider-Man, for I God's know. sakes? Like, how long ago that was? It was crazy. And you know, it, the Spider-Man, I think number three, was on with, with uh, Sandman and, uh, and Venom. Yeah. With Eric Foreman from 70s Show as Venom. Oh, right. Right? That's right. I forgot about that. That was on TV the other day, and I was like, I was watching it. I was like, yeah. wow, these movies really weren't that great. But yeah. at the time, at I the loved time, them. they were amazing. I was like, this is fantastic. Was, I hope they can they continue. It was mind-blowing. When you saw the sort of CG Spider-Man, like it was it was mind-blowing. Yeah. Like those movies were mind-blowing. And that's really what started it all. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Sony had said no, apparently. Wow. Uh, to the offer of a... Uh, well, and now Disney has them and they're just <sighs> cranking these out. Jeez. So again, you get five Marvel movies yeah. for this year alone. And I don't know, for me at least, I think I might be on James Cameron's side now. Yeah. It might be a little too much. It might it, be. It's difficult to go from Infinity War and then just go and watch the Ant-Man movie. Yeah. You know? Or even the Deadpool it, movie. Or even the Deadpool movie. It just seems a little sort of, like it's not on that level. Yeah. Right? Like it's not. I would have been happy if they just did Infinity War. Yeah. And then leave the rest of the year alone and then come out with another movie. Please. What kind of business plan is that? Exactly. <laughs> I know. I know. Roz and Mocha Q&A. Ask Roz and Mocha. This is a podcast exclusive. This is the uh, portion of the podcast where we take the questions that you've asked based on us posting a picture on Instagram at Kiss925, uh, basically telling you, ask Roz and Mocha. And we always like to grab somebody who is a fan of the show and the podcast and get them on the podcast with us to ask their question uh, on the phone. And today we have Carly Hum. Carly Hum. Carly Hum. Hello. What's going on, girl? How are you? Good, how are you? Good. Uh, welcome to the Roz and Mocha podcast. Thank you. How old are you, Carly? I am 26. 26. Where are you from? Uh, Toronto. Nice. Uh, what yeah. is your question? My question is, what would be some marriage advice or just words of wisdom that you would give a soon-to-be newlywed? Ah. Oh, soon-to-be. When you get married? March. Oh, okay. How long you How long you been with them? Uh, four years. Uh, do you live together? We do. You do. How long have you lived together? Uh, probably over two years now. Okay, so you figured out a lot of the sort of stuff already, right? Yes. Okay. So, okay. okay. You know which one of you is the dirty one, which one of you is the clean one, all that stuff? Oh, definitely. Okay. okay. <laughs> and and um, what's your relationship like? I mean, you're getting married, but uh, up to now, how has everything How has everything been? Do you guys fight a lot? Do you uh, rarely fight? Do you not fight at all? You know, we're, we're pretty good. We have our moments sometimes, yeah. but we're pretty good. Uh, we're, we do a lot of things together and we have the same values. So it's, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Okay. What was the last thing you guys uh, got into an argument about? 
Um, probably how much he drank on his bachelor party. Oh, well, I mean, it's a guy's bachelor party. You know, his 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 boys, his dudes are gonna like try to get him loaded anyway, right? Well, no, it was his. Sorry, it was his brother's bachelor party. Oh, his brother's. Oh, his brother's. Oh, okay. Uh, what do you care about that? It, he's the one. Well, that, he's the one that's got to suffer for it. You don't. Exactly. I just don't like seeing him in pain, but it's okay. So yeah, you don't get mad when somebody's in pain. <laughs> <laughs> you did this to yourself. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Kyle, stop breaking. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, so what is some what is some marriage long term uh, relationship advice for a soon to be newlywed? That was your question. Um, yeah. I would say, oh my God, I have I have so much. Um, one, you know, things are going to go up and they're going to go down, and you guys are going to have a great time, and you're going to feel super close at times, and then other times you're not going to. And when that happens, it doesn't mean that anything has failed. You just have to sort of right the ship in those moments. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, and when you fight, I made the rule a long time ago, which is when you fight, make sure you only fight about that one thing that you're fighting about. Like, it's okay to fight. But sometimes when you fight about one thing, it bleeds into fighting about everything, right? So yeah, if, yeah. You, if you guys are fighting about where to go for dinner, okay? Uh, and then you say, uh, hey, do you want to go with that thing with me on Friday? And then you go, no, I don't want to go that thing on Friday. You can't even decide where to go for dinner. No, you're only fighting about where you're going for dinner. Everything else is aside from that, you have to have a civil conversation about. Right. So if you're fighting about one thing, only fight about that one thing. Don't let it infect everything else in your life. You should still be able to work through one problem and have civil conversation about everything else in your life. Sounds good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah. Like. Your fiance getting drunk at his brother's <laughs> bachelor party? Yeah. That's not really a big deal. Yeah. Right? Uh, honesty. Yep. They always say honesty is the best policy. Always be honest. Yeah. I believe in that like wholeheartedly. And yeah. the other thing I will say is make sure you kiss. I know it sounds cheesy, yeah. but kiss every day because it's real nice. All the time. Every yeah. single day, make sure you kiss. Yeah. Even if it's like you come home from work or he comes home from work and it's just a even like a quick peck on the cheek or on the lips. It's it's just a really, really nice thing. Yeah. You need like an hour a week um, of just sort of working on your relationship where you guys are talking about things, uh, talking about each other, not telling the same stories, not telling, you know, not just talking about how terrible your day was and how awful your coworkers are. You need to just talk, sit and talk to the person you're with about each other and sort of work through the things that you need to work through. That's going to take like, takes a couple hours a week. That sounds great. Yeah. Maury? Honesty yes. is very important. I recently learned that. Yes. Honesty. You have one job, which is to just be honest and tell the and truth. And if you argue, don't leave the room and slam doors. Right. That's not good okay. either. I'm guessing Maury does that a lot. Yeah, thank yeah. you very much. I know. Maury's like, Maury's going through some stuff right now, it sounds like. <laughs> Carly's like, I'm actually, I'm actually scared to ask any I, questions, yeah. so we're no, just going to leave no. it at that. Hey, Carly, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining us on the Ronza Mocha Podcast. Thank you very much, guys. Um, here's a question from, uh, Fazila Baksh, okay. B-A-K-S-H. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have any irrational fears? Ooh. Irrational. Now these, like what, like an irrational fear would be, oh geez, I don't even know. Like I won't ride a horse, but to me, that's not an irrational fear. That's a legitimate fear. That is a fear that some other people should understand why I won't ride a horse. Why won't you ride a horse? Because I'm not going to, I can't control, I'm not going to get on like a wild beast and put my life in its hands. It doesn't know me. It doesn't like me. There's no brakes. It's a wild animal. It's not like totally wild. It's a wild animal. 
I don't know, man. No, I'm not going to get out. I don't, I don't, I would never ride a horse, ever ride a horse. uh, I would feel so, I would never go skydiving either because I'm just like, no, because I'm like, if, if something did happen, it's completely my own stupidity. Like there's no reason I should die jumping out of a plane. There's no reason you should be able to go your whole life without dying because you chose to jump out of a plane, right? So to me, I don't do any of those things. It's an irrational fear of dying by my own hand. I guess it would be. Yeah. Yeah. So like bungee jumping, any of that. Oh, hell no. (laughs) Hell no. But those to me, those are rational fears, not irrational fear. Do you have any irrational fears? I can't think of anything, to be honest with you. An irrational fear. You're afraid of ghosts, even though they don't exist. I would say that that's irrational. I don't believe in ghosts. Yeah, okay. Do you have any irrational fears, Maury? I I am really afraid of electricity. Like Like I won't plug things in at home. (laughs) Like if there's a plug that's like sticking out a little bit, I'll freak out and somebody else has to to fix it. Why? What are you worried about? Wait, you call like an electrician or something? No, like Matthew, you do it. I know. (laughs) Matthew, you do it. Like I just, I'm so afraid of outlets. Oh, but what do you think is going to happen? The same thing that happened to my dad when he was changing an, uh, a fixture when we lived together Which back is when what? I was a kid that he, there was a and his pants fell down. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. just don't want it's to not v- the electricity that hurts. It's the humiliation. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> of what would happen after the zap. About what would happen. Uh, and what do I have for this one? Do I have an audio clip that goes along with this one, Maureen? Yes, off of your computer. Okay. Uh, so, Mocha, if you can set that up for me. <laughs> <laughs> Maury is in perfect health, by the way, in case you're wondering. Um, Have you ever approached, this is from Darcy Back. Have you ever approached a celeb to tell them you're a huge fan, walked away and realized it wasn't who you thought it was? Um, No, that's never happened to me. Mocha? Yes. You thought somebody was somebody and then it wasn't that somebody? Yeah, and I'll never forget this for the rest of my life because I know that I'll never meet this guy to be like, bro, I'm totally sorry. And it was... In L.A., yeah, the red carpet for The Rock and Kevin Hart's movie, Central Intelligence. Right. And The Rock had invited co-stars of his HBO show, Ballers, right, to the red carpet. And I was just like fanboying out because I love Ballers. And I was talking to every single one of them. And one guy came up, and I can't remember his name, but I said to him as he was walking over because I was just so hype. And I was like, oh, it's so and so. You were in the movie, and I, uh, let me it, let me just stop you right there because what? I have this clip here that we can listen. No, to No, do you really? Yeah. So you thought Omar Benson was Albert Daniels? Yes. Right. Okay, so this guy. <laughs> yeah. So the movie. Why don't we? we why don't we, we listen to it and then you can explain okay, it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we actually okay. have the clip. So, oh my god. Okay. So I this is you. I haven't heard this since the day it happened. Right. And if you listen closely, I think somebody reminds you that not all black people look the same. I was just. I was hoping you wouldn't say okay. that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Here we go. This is so embarrassing. Okay. Come on. He said how much. Um. Also, dollars. I'm gonna say Brooklyn from ATL. Wasn't an ATL, oh, I'm so sorry, dude. Oh. I'm so sorry. All black, delete oh that part. God. Delete that one. All black delete people that do one. not look alike. I, am, I, 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 I apologize. Oh, yeah, 8 Mile. I'm sorry. I am so sorry. I am so sorry. Okay, so that's exactly what it was because he was in the Eminem movie 8 Mile. Right. And I thought he was in the TI movie ATL. Right. Okay, so yeah, so that's when Mocha thought oh. Omar Benson Miller was uh, Albert Daniels. Dude, that was that's... so embarrassing. <laughs> you know, I still think about that all the time. MP3? No, 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 no. I still think about that all the time. Yeah, that's That stuff haunts you, man. And I'm I, like, yeah. I can't wait to do another red carpet and yeah. hope that that guy is there so that I could apologize. Yeah. Um, fries or rings? 
Oh, fries all day. Yeah, fries, fries. all day. Are you kidding? That was from uh, uh, Amanda M. Oh, what would a perfect day look like to you? That was from uh, Psych193. Oof. The perfect day for me would be the worst day for most people I know. Wow. That is really mean. Because <laughs> you know me. Why I'm, would you say because that? Because I'm at my best when most people are at their worst. That that's when I that's so when I feel mean. that's when I feel most energized. Just laughing, just like No, I don't laugh. I don't I don't take joy in their in their pain. I just I I revel in the fact that others are miserable. I, I get energized from that energy, from negative energy. Catherine, my my girlfriend, hates negative energy, where I love negative energy. I get energized from negative energy. I don't mean sad energy. I don't mean like... You're like a Marvel villain. <laughs> For real. I'm, like, I'm like Thanos with a nice ass. <laughs> uh, oh my God. Uh, what would your perfect day look like? My perfect day... I'm just kidding. I would spend it with my family, okay? Just don't... You know me. Sunny, I'd mow the lawn. I'd party with my kid. We'd swim all day. I'd barbecue at night, fall asleep drunk. Okay? That's my perfect day. Okay? <laughs> now. Okay. Well, similar... Uh, my perfect day is like 26 degrees outside and nice and hot yeah. with a slight breeze. Take a nap outside on the patio furniture so in the gorgeous. backyard. Spend the day with my family mm. and end the night off with like veal parm mm. with spaghetti and meat sauce and a bottle of red wine. Okay. That's my perfect day. I'm with you. Right? I may come over for your perfect day. Mary, <laughs> your perfect day. Sleeping until noon. Waking up, Matthew's in a good mood. So this is Maury's perfect half day. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Okay. We wake up, make some avocado toast, watch TV all day, and then share a cider. <laughs> share? <laughs> Wait, but don't you do that? all that stuff minus the yeah. Matthew waking up in a good mood yeah. uh, most Saturdays and Sundays? Yeah, and it's fantastic. And so we your end, perfect we day. End, usually we end a, a Saturday by splitting a cider. Right. Okay, I'm just going to stop all of us right now because somebody has to say it and it's, it's going to be me. What? My perfect day would also end with me making sweet love to the person I love because you didn't say it and you didn't say it and it can't be all three of us <laughs> oh, yeah. where our perfect day did not involve that. Okay? So now you two okay. chumps can... Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, me too, me too, me okay, too, me yeah. too. I had that in there too. All right, uh, Ask Roz and Mocha. Every week we're going to post a picture that says Ask Roz and Mocha on our Instagram page, at Kiss925. Feel free to ask any question that you want, and you also uh, may join us on the following week's podcast. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on Kiss92.5. Kiss92.5.com. Or on the Kiss92.5 app.